Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tuso. And I'm Ann Friedman. I almost said I'm Ann Friedman just because I hear you say it all the time. I mean, <laughs> on, this week's, on agenda, this week's agenda, this week on our agenda, on the agenda this week, free dawn, babies, and Amina's how- amazing meeting with the notorious RBG, how to start a long distance friendship. Aww. Hey, happy anniversary, boo. <laughs> ow, ow, two years, girl. <laughs> What do you give for, for a two-year anniversary? Is it like paper or something? I think it's like a paper or plastic um, <laughs> or wood. 24 months of consistently doing a podcast. For for a digital product, paper is a rather, a rather interesting anniversary gift. <laughs> I, I expect a very nice print from you. Ooh, good thinking. Okay. Or maybe like a set of calling cards. <laughs> something like that just you know just say it with a gift (laughs) um i'm just gonna start singing like looks like we made it like some (laughs) some sort of like like what is the ultimate anniversary thing we could be doing right now (laughs) oh my gosh well one we're like sorely overdue for a trip so we should go we should go celebrate somewhere like duh also i don't know i'm like very proud of us can you believe we actually stuck with this (laughs) You know, I can believe it because Gina made it happen. Oh my God. <laughs> it is true. The glue that holds this podcast together. <laughs> I 100% believe that it's the, the trains are still running. Here's a question for you. When we record the podcast, do you actually picture like lots of people listening or do you not think about that? No, you know, since we're doing this, uh, you know, startup style, like let's just bare our souls about making the thing. I will say that the most surprising thing to me about making this podcast is that people who are not our friends listen to it. (laughs) It's true. Although those people feel like our friends, right? Like they feel like they know us. That's the the weird thing about it. No, I know. But I'm just like, you people have so much time. There's no obligation. There's so many of you every time we run down the analytics or like somebody will come up to us on the street or whatever. I'm always like... You're such a beautiful human being. Why are you wasting your time listening? Oh, stop! To listening to us shoot the shit in our closets. <laughs> I know. It just you know, like you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to be self-deprecating or whatever. That has been very surprising to me. I thought we would make this thing, and a couple of our friends would listen to it, and it would be fun. Because more than anything, I enjoy making it. You know, we're. I don't think that. I think that part of the reason that it's been so fun to make, and honestly, that it has been successful in the mainstream roles, <laughs> is uh, is the fact that we didn't set out to make like an incredible podcast. <laughs> right. We had very you know? low ambitions. <laughs> oh yeah, we had the lowest ambitions. I'm like, let's see if we can do this again next week. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's true. Can we show up consistently? The answer is yes. <laughs> It's been uh, it's been fun. Are you still having fun? Obviously, although it always amuses me when people do not believe people will ask like, oh, where do you guys record or what's your setup? And I'm like, no, no, we're not joking. Like, I'm actually in my closet when we do this. Like, people think it's like some kind of conceit. Like, we're super homemade, but like, we're very scrappy. I'm very proud of that about us. Yeah, no, I mean, I I don't even think that it's a conceit as much as it's a necessity. (laughs) It's a reality. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, like, shout out to all those people who are, like, produced within an inch of their lives, like, go into studios, like, do all of that stuff. That, like, 
I don't have time for that in my life. It's true. Also, shout out to the people who email us five months after an episode to make a point about something we talked about back then. I appreciate your tenacity. <laughs> I like um, episode two. You, the, you were thing. totally wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I think that that has also been really interesting. The relationship with the inbox, you know, and how much like anxiety and joy it brings at the same time. How completely overwhelming it is. Yeah, I mean, that for me, like, that's always the reminder that other people listen to this thing, you know, and they're like, hi, you misspoke about XYZ, you said this person's name wrong, you, you know, or I'm gonna stop complaining, because if we're really honest, most of it is praise, and just like very, very, very kind words. And that I think is more overwhelming to me than anything else. It's true. I want to especially shout out the older listeners that we have who like always preface their emails by saying like, I know you don't make this podcast for me. You make it for younger people, but I listen and I enjoy it. I'm like, it's for you too. No, we make it for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, we make it only for you. <laughs> Target demo. I know my Target demo is like a 63 year old woman wearing like cotton, like everything mm, right now only drinking, natural fabrics yeah wearing natural fabrics drinking rosé on a dock and thinking about like the joint that she has stashed somewhere in her beach house in her bra more likely exactly <laughs> that's my like that's our core demo uh, what a dream it's been also funny to see like how the podcast has changed i tried listening to our pilot episode i'm gonna tell you now don't do wow it. you're a braver woman than i oh, am oh yeah no i tried listening to it like literally 10 minutes in and i was like no thank you like i'm getting off this ride right now oh i i haven't even tried i have a hard enough time just trying to listen to us in real time or like listen to episodes as they come out um, I know I can't I can't do that and people will like quote things back to us and I'm like what are you talking about and I'm like oh I guess one of us said that that's true I pretty much instantly forget there's like a few you've had a few true gems that I recall that I can recall I mean I'm still thinking about trading Jack White for the weekend in like the racial draft <laughs> I continue to think about that and, and think about what that would be like and what other trades we would make you know things like that yeah we can talk about the trades offline but I'll tell you I have I have many people I want and give to your people too hot for for the air <laughs> too too hot for the podcast uh what else what else um i don't know i also think that like i i am proud of us for sticking through all of our technical woes i feel like <laughs> i feel like we actually have fewer of them now like maybe i maybe i'm wrong here but like remember like i mean i don't know we had a solid like oh the first year and a half where we had to re-record half of our episodes <laughs> Really, I don't remember the re-recording as much as the, like, it It just, like, takes us 20 minutes to get into gear every time. Oh, my God. You don't remember, like, oh, shit, my computer ate the whole file? Like, I remember that. We've Pro both probably. done that. I'm just, no, you're right. I probably <laughs> just, like, blocked it. But also, you know, just the, I don't know, it's, like, two years in, and it, every time I plug this thing in, I'm like, is this going to work? Is this working now? Can you hear me? What's going on? Right. It's true. Let me adjust my let me adjust my filter really quick. I'm recording. Okay. I'm recording. Recording. Fuck. <laughs> you want me to do the intro? Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? It sounds good now. Okay, let's right. let's try it again. Alright, welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. A, a podcast, podcast for oh. <laughs> Take it from the top. <laughs> I had that five minute panic of like, did I record this? I'm hitting record. Hi Gina. Ba -ba -ba -ba. I'm already scared about our technical problems montage. <laughs> Thank you.
Um, I also haven't checked in with like uh, the people in the iTunes comments who dislike the way we talk. Have not checked in with those people in a while. Don't know if they're still going strong or what. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really read reviews, but um, even though you should keep leaving them. Um, <laughs> but I definitely, I don't know. I think I still get a steady amount of mail from people who just like tell me that they hate how I talk, which honestly makes me a little makes me a little happy you know like my I'm an ESL student I didn't learn English till I was 15 my like my parents paid a lot of money for this accent so as far as I'm concerned like you know like what I give you is what you get you know what you should do with those people if they email you you should reply and be like cool thanks for your feedback I would like you to record a podcast in a language that you did not begin learning until age 15 or later (laughs) and please submit it to me for my review I would love to judge your accent all best Aminatu (laughs) I know those people annoy me the other kind of person that annoys me even though granted I've gotten very few of these emails but I've gotten them enough that I remember are the people who will email me specifically and I don't know why me not like the CYG inbox or you to tell me that we need to feature more black voices <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I, I do not. I have not gotten and any my of those response, just to me. And my response to those people is always Google me, please. Like, I don't have time for this. Right. You're like, I'm a black voice. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm a black voice. This is a black podcast. Like, we own Black History Month. Get out of my face. Oh, I can't. I really, yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. But you know what? It's been, yeah. So it's been fun, even though we started out doing this thing and I thought that it would be like you, me and Gina working on a weird thing. And uh, now it's like, you know, (laughs) tens of thousands of our closest friends. (laughs) It's true. When you said just you, me and Gina. Hundreds of thousands of our closest friends. Oh, I know. Like so many. So, so many. Um, Well, do you want to do a little like wayne's world time hop like through history (laughs) and yes please guide me hold my hand and guide me okay so i just a couple of moments okay first is menstrual sponges i believe oh my god they're advocating buying this on etsy you know i love etsy as a platform but i am not putting anything in my vagina that comes from like an artisanal like shop like no thank you i'm sure there are like all kinds of artisanal things for your vagina on etsy i'm sure that's a whole sub subcategory yeah and they're not fucking fda approved (laughs) that's for sure People are being reckless with their vaginas out here. And I, I feel like given my track record for replacing kitchen sponges, which is not as bad as some roommates I've had in the past, but is not anything I'm proud of, any kind of sponge-based contraceptive or menstrual, I'm just a little mm, not into. I've been watching a lot of like period dramas right now, and it's anytime anybody has sex, this is all I can think of. I'm just like, what are you doing for contraception? What are you doing for menstruation? You live in the worst time in the world. Like, stop this. And this just seems to me like something like sponges, like shit that like people in medieval ages put in their bodies because we hadn't invented tampons yet. Like, well. Also, all medieval sex, clearly withdrawal method, right? Like, you're not, contraceptively speaking. <laughs> Oof, not according to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just cut away. I was like, get out of there, get out of there, get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that was maybe the most controversial moment in Call Your Girlfriend history. A lot of outraged reader mail about us disdaining natural sea sponges. <laughs> but in very classic, you know, like hippy dippy, like feminist fashion, 
it happened like months after the episode aired. Okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> hate on anyone for like like being late to listen to a podcast because Lord knows I am. But it was like late enough that I was like, I have forgotten about this. And uh, I remember I was like sitting around at work, and friend of the podcast, Dory Shafrir, texts me. And goes, oh my god, you're involved in a controversy on the internet. And that's literally my biggest fear. And she sent me screenshots of this page on Instagram that was literally like, write these women, tell them that they don't know anything about sponges, and this is not okay. And you know us, we spend a lot of time on the internet. We know how internet controversy starts. And I was terrified. I was like, this is the moment where they pull the plug. Like, this is it. This is it. Should have never said anything about C-Spot. But the great thing is there is no they to pull the plug. It's just <laughs> us. And obviously we're a united front on not buying, like, any kind of thing to put in your vagina on Etsy. Like, we're, we all agree and we own the podcast. So like- I know. You know what? And then on that Flash Forward podcast that Rose Eveleth, I hope I'm saying her name right, hosts, she had a whole episode around, like, menstruation and, like, menstrual accessories and confirmed the fact that, like, sea sponges are maybe not okay. Controversial. I wonder what her inbox looked like. I know. I, I mean, I was scared for her. I was like, sponge internet is going to come for you. And here's the thing, right, about everything that we say on this show. One, we're not your fucking doctor or your OBGYN. <laughs> we're not even we're not, your WebMD. <laughs> we're not even your WebMD. We're not even judging what you put in your own body. Have the, you know, like, just rely on the strengths of your own conviction. If you're okay putting a thing that you buy from Etsy into your body, that's cool. I'm not going to do it, and you shouldn't tell me to shut up, because I don't believe that. I also feel it overstates the power that we have. It's like, listen, if someone is a devoted sponge user, they've really leapt through some hoops already <laughs> to get there, and we are not changing their minds, right? And, like, go but for these it. People, these people called us the media. Like, <laughs> we're part of the problem. And I was like, what? That's the thing, honestly, that will never... It's like both, like, shocking slash will never get old to me, for me, is people who are like... But you guys have this big platform and you say things. I'm like, I'm literally sitting in my closet drinking whiskey, like <laughs> in a very disheveled way right now. Whatever. I mean, if I do. You, think if you that, think that I have the power to like move all of this stuff, like th- that's on you, not me. I mean, context is everything, right? We did not write faux reported, let's talk to scientists thing where we were like, never use a sea sponge. The two of us were like, you don't want to do it. Very different context. <laughs> exactly. So, and I feel like we're, we're reopening the wound all over again. Oh my god i know it's true although okay basically just we were right that's the takeaway from that one exactly we were right just look up some research my god (laughs) but if it works for you good for you Honestly, I don't even remember how we we ended up talking about Black China on the show. Well, I know why, because I'm obsessed with the Kardashians. But I, I believe I asked you like to explain one... to me the like historic that's how that started. I was like, how, please explain to me the beef. Step by step, what happened first? <sighs> Let's start way back when. In 2007, 2008, 2008, Kanye West, a rapper, <laughs> now a Kardashian. <laughs> started dating this beautiful woman named Amber Rose. 
Emma Rose is awesome. She's like a feminist. She's so down for a lot of lady causes, and she was his muse. She is also sharp as a fucking tack. It should be oh, noted. Yeah. So Kanye and Amber date for like two years, very tumultuous. When it ends, he writes an entire album about her, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, important Amina Ann <laughs> album. So much drunk dancing to that album. <laughs> oh my, like, I can't even start. It's all about Amber Rose. So it's like, listen to it to get in the mood. So Kanye and Amber break up. Amber starts dating this rapper called Wiz Khalifa, who has like some hits, but mostly is like popular for being the second coming of Snoop Dogg and how much pot he smokes. I ain't gotta hit yours. I'm talking straight endo. Kelly weed blowing like a rust of mine. He's like a pot gif icon on Tumblr. Amber and uh, and Wiz are married for like two years and then got divorced, I think, in 2014 because of cheating. <laughs> but so anyway, pause, pause on that relationship. In the meantime, Kanye West had a kid and married Kim Kardashian West. Bam. Uh-huh. The whole thing is just like a beautiful affair. Concurrently happening, Black China, who is a model and uh, eyelash entrepreneur, is like dating this rapper named Tyga, who we don't like. But they have a son together named King Cairo. King Cairo and Bash are like besties. Also, Amber and Black China. Besties. Yes. And then Amber, Amber and Black China are besties, but plot twist. In this era, Black China and Kim are besties. Mm. So anyway, Black China and Tyga break up. And even after the breakup, like Black China and Kim are like really good friends. There's like much Instagram taking pictures of their butts side by side and trips to Paris. When Tyga and Black China break up, he starts dating Kim's little sister, Kylie Jenner. Kylie is a minor. Tyga is not. Earlier last year, Amber goes on this show called The Breakfast Club. Shocks about Tyga and Kylie. And she like makes the observation that like Kylie's underage. I think I think she said something like Kylie's a baby. She needs to go to bed at seven and relax. Like, why is Tyga like why did he leave his girlfriend and baby to be with a 16-year-old? Days after Amber's interview, Kanye also goes on that aforementioned Breakfast Club. And he talks about his relationship with Amber and he like says this really awful thing about how he had to take 30 showers after being with Amber to like get with Kim, which is like awful. And Amber, she like defends herself. She slips in a couple of shots at Kim. Like she's obviously hurt, but she like still says that she used to love him. And so she's not going to talk shit about him. And then also famously tells him that she's not going to humiliate him because the Kardashians will humiliate him when they're done with him. <laughs> things, to, things to, again, foreshadowing. Too real. Anyway, Amber and Black China have like the best friendship. They like keep going to award shows. They wear like matching outfits like at the VMAs. They were the one that has like all the derogatory stuff about like women on their bodies. Amber hosts a slut walk in LA. It was amazing. Like, you know, the entire internet is there for her. At the slut walk, she like famously forgives Kanye for what he said about her. Everybody's like, okay, everything is fine. I'm sorry this is taking so long, but I had to give you the entire I am, background. I am living this for this right story. now. Do not apologize. Okay. And then what happens this week? Black China Instagrams a picture of herself and there's like a man's arm around her body. 
the entire internet full of investigators like me notice that that arm that is around her, the tattoo, looks very similar to one Robert Arthur Kardashian. <gasps> brother <laughs> of Kim, Chloe, Kylie, and the rest of the family. So Blonde China is hanging out with Rob. So remember Wiz Khalifa, Amber Rose's ex-boyfriend? Barely, but yes. <laughs> so Wiz says on his Twitter is like, hit this KK and become yourself. Anybody who like periphery follows Wiz knows that KK is Khalifa Kush. It's like his brand of weed or whatever. And Kanye interprets KK to be Kim Kardashian. Because he's paranoid. Because he's paranoid and he's crazy. All of these tweets are now deleted, but he went on this crazy rant and was like, don't put my wife's initials on Twitter, Liz Khalifa. <laughs> Whatever. Start a fight club, Brad reputation. And seriously, the rant was like 20 tweets. I know. He says to Wiz, he's like, you let a stripper trap you. The stripper is their mutual ex, Amber Rose. Bad, bad choices, Kanye. More bad choices. Bad choices. And he even has a dig against, like, the kid in there. Surprising to me, Wiz Khalifa takes, like, the high road, and he's like, KK is a weed. He's like, I'm just, like, stepping out of this. And then Kanye realizes that he's like made a mistake and he's like, please excuse the confusion. <laughs> you think the you think the whole thing is over. But that's when Amber Rose, who is like a stealth Twitter ninja fighter, steps into the ring at this point and goes, in fact, I'm just gonna read it. She goes, Aw, at Kanye West. Are you mad I'm not around to play in your asshole anymore? Hashtag fingers in the booty ass bitch. <laughs> and then the like index finger up emoji. <laughs> no, you're right. That that was how it happened. But I was really surprised at how people really took to it. That's like one thing that I feel like gets referenced all the time. And it makes me laugh so hard. I don't know. There's like, there are not that many good reliable sources for like a comprehensive timeline of stuff like this. Like it's kind of scattered around gossip internet and Instagram. And now there's starting to be more journalism that's like okay if you're just tuning in like there is that recent long buzzfeed piece about black china that kind of functions the same way that's like look like this is who she is this is what she's been up to this is like why she's important i don't know this is like the kind of thing that like people journalists have not taken seriously in, and in like a long-term way you know that's fair i'm just so happy for her i hope the baby is a real baby and not a hoax baby I'm just like, good for you. You're taking the entire Kardashian pie and not just a piece of the slice. Good for you. Here's a question for you. Have they started saying her name on the show yet? Because I was watching like episodes from a couple of months ago when I was on a plane recently. And it's, they you haven't know, said her name specifically, okay. but they have mentioned her because she did a very disrespectful thing to Chris recently and Kim was not having it. And so she called her by name. Cause like before on the show, right. They were just like, Oh, she blah, blah, blah. Like it was always kind of implied. I mean, there's like literally only been in like the timeline of the show. She could have only have been mentioned like twice. Oh wow. So I was watching a current episode. Who knew? I always just assume I'm behind. <laughs> no, you're watching the current season of Kardashian. Okay. She was never, she was never mentioned before even though her and Kim were really good friends. Okay. Yeah, no, this season of Kardashians is kind of, it's mind-blowing. 
it's mind blowing because it's so close to all of the tabloid stuff that you're reading. I'm like, you know, I'm like, some people have sports. This is what I have. I think that's why I was confused. I just assumed that I'm watching it late. Like I'm, I'm consuming everything behind the curve when it comes to the Kardashians. And so to be like, oh, wow, this is actually happening in real time is sort of trippy yeah you like basically have like six weeks from when it goes from daily mail into the show <laughs> so that's a good that's a good way that's to like the full it. kardashian media arc <laughs> exactly there's this woman on um i think it's on one of the gawker sites who does the keeping up with continuity errors continuity with a k <laughs> where she goes and like matches up like every scene of every episode with the like tabloid episode that it's part of and shows you just how like the editing is just like masterful and very deceiving on the show wow i think we should add like an editor for the kardashians like on our bucket list of interviews oh my god yeah no you should uh keep look look this up on one of i think it's on jezebel i want to say you might have been on defamer before keeping up with continuity errors mm-hmm. will die it's incredible right and speaking of like our meta convo about this being a milestone show i feel like one thing i have been so pleasantly surprised by is that people write us all the time and say thank you for talking about the kardashians alongside the supreme court alongside other stuff in the news you know like people are <laughs> no but like you know like i've come to really recognize that as like a real value we provide as opposed to just like a thing that happens you know that's fair but i i guess you're talking about my real life not a service i provide <laughs> so far as listen your real life is a service through this podcast oh my god i'm like listen if you get me you're definitely gonna get a kardashian talk it's incredible right i do i really do appreciate that i think that most people are pleasantly surprised that we you know we talk about the high and the low I think pop culture is like very important. If anything, it's the prism through which I see the world. Right. Thomas Thomas Friedman should write a book about that. Oh my god. Instead of all of his garbage taxi driver like fake stories. Right, it's all like uh celebrity gossip bloggers instead of instead of taxi drivers. <laughs> right? I'm like, please, like how Kim Kardashian explains the world. I would read that. Please, that um, is a book you were meant to write. Why why are you not like on the horn to a literary agent right now writing that book? Oh my god. Well, you know what happened very recently is that Iran uh Iran is always doing too much. They accuse Kim of being a secret agent for Instagram. I mean, this is so geopolitical. <laughs> it really is, you know, and she's like does so much for people to recognize the Armenian genocide. I just like Kim Kardashian should be a UN peacekeeping ambassador. <laughs> people keep focusing on Angelina Jolie and all of her like good works, which are incredible. But I think that it's like high time that we give Kim credit. I just I want you to to write this book. I want to read oh this book. Oh my god, Anne, you're right. Maybe this maybe this is my life's work is how Kim Kardashian explains. I'm going to Obama world. inauguration you. We are the ones we have been waiting for. Write the Kim Kardashian <laughs> book. <laughs> We are the ones we've been waiting for. Oh my god, you are so ridiculous. I mean, just put it on the list. Add it to the list. (laughs) You are so ridiculous. This is a very ridiculous aside, but I don't know if you've noticed my new Twitter avatar. It's my favorite picture in the whole land. Oh my god, how recent is this? It's very recent. Okay, I haven't really... I haven't Twittered hard today. I'm looking. I'm gonna gonna let you... I'm gonna let you discover it for yourself. (laughs) Sad face Barbara Bush and grinning Obama. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what did he do to her? <laughs> uh, 
I don't know why I saw that picture and it made me laugh a lot. It has nothing to do with anything. I just love it a lot, but also it just reminds me how much I'm going to miss that Obama. I was just going to say that I feel I feel like that's the other like that's like the next big milestone for this family is like end of the Obama presidency. I'm not ready. I'm very emotionally like very upset about it. And then I'm like, what else are we going to talk about in this podcast when Michelle Obama is no longer first lady and like babe? In the White House. Ugh. I mean, we will have plenty of things to talk about because we will have a new president. And <laughs> I'm confident we can continue to find things to talk about. But I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. You're right. And You're right. like I'm excited about our next president. She's gonna do a great job. Right. And like, yeah, like the pre-missing Obama is real. You know, so here are the things that like anchor the podcast slash our friendship. Talking about things on the internet, talking about pop culture talking about current events. I feel that like almost everything from our real lives like translates here in one way or the other. It's true. I mean, there are definitely, there are lots of real things that do not get airtime, but like, let's be real. How could you condense all the real things in your life to an hour anyway? We, this is like the, this is like the public relevant parts of our friendship. It's true. What's one thing that doesn't get airtime that you wish could get airtime? Oh my God, that I wish could get airtime? Yeah. Or that you think would be good if it got airtime? Oh, it's different, different things. Like, cause I feel like there are things that I would like to talk about with you at length that I do not think are necessarily scintillating listening. Like I know, give me. I examples. just love hearing about what you're eating and like, <laughs> and also what luxurious things you're. Oh, you're very good at everyday luxury. Like I really would love like an okay. What have you done for yourself this week? That's really nice. Like that is like one of your really good skills, and I would love to hear more about it. Oh man, you know I just got back from the spa, so it's really funny that you said no that. doubt. Very I have no doubt you're just back from the spa. Do we back fuck. from the spa? My name look amazing you know okay we'll do that we'll do more of a like a you know in our check-in opulence we'll like a, check what's in. going on <laughs> yeah opulence check-in what have you bought this week <laughs> okay what's one thing you want to talk more about oh man i just I spoke know. from the heart okay you got to speak from the heart <laughs> it's true it's like you always make like really good meals and i'm like talk to me more about like what kind of delicious bowl like grain bowls you're making oh chickpeas today girl so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I understand why we think that this is boring. It's not that interesting. It's like a thing that you should like. This is what we should be texting each other and not talking about on the air. Although, like, maybe we can we can like wiggle in a little opulent slash grain bowl talk. That's <laughs> uh, so perfect. Like a rapid fire situation. <laughs> Okay, this finally, we have to have a major shine theory moment because obviously we do not make the show alone or even like the two of us and Gina. We have had tons and tons of fabulous guests in our first two years. And I think, do you want to do a roll call? Oh my God, let's do a roll call. Um, we had Lindsay Weber was our first ever guest on the show when we had no idea what we were doing. Oh, like praise, praise to Lindsay. I know. Lindsay, like thank you for coming and like believing in us. And now Lindsay hosts like the hottest podcast on the block, Who Weekly. Oh, full circle. We've only ever had two men on this show, two male voices, Cord Jefferson, 
Like, God, that was such a fun episode. Remember, we taped that upstate? It's true. It's true. It was like, honestly, too, like, we did not realize how rare, well, maybe we did, it would be to have male voices on this podcast, but I'm happy it was Cord. <laughs> right? I'm happy it was him. And, like, for a full year, it was just him. Right. Uh, and he, he was great. He, you know, speaking of opulence and luxury. Oh, yes. Like, yes. A man who understands opulence. <laughs> exactly. Who, like, he gets it. Yep. And then the only other male voice we've ever had on this show is Andrew Golis. Right. Who dude split something for us on request <laughs> i know like important feminist important important work. feminist man who like doesn't take space at all we recommend him like i love i love those two and it makes me laugh a lot when people pitch us things now like dude products all the time or like men to come talk on the show and we're like if you listen to our show you would know how rare it was you, you would know hear. what a what a reach this is to pitch a man <laughs> Exactly. It's like they literally have to be family. Okay. Other shout outs. Some of our very best friends have been guests. Uh, Carolyn Pettypacker Riggs, Irene Carmone, Marsha Chatlin, Marissa Meltzer. Like, like a really good like run of core besties. I know. Um, and some really important ladies to us also. Steph Beatrice, Tavi Kevinson, Heather Haverlasky, Shawnee Hilton, Ruth Ann Harnish, Dodi Stewart. Oh, Virgie Tovar, Jenna Wortham, Claire Mazur, and Erica Srulo, Melinda Gates. What? Melinda Gates. <laughs> Melinda Gates on the podcast. Can't believe that happened. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Shout out to Melinda Gates and Bill Gates. I know. Uh, the white we, Bill Gates. I know. We had Wendy McNaughton on. We had Rebecca Traister, who, like, blessed us by having us be a part of her incredible book. Deb Perlman from Smitten Kitchen. Huma, obviously a huge moment for this <laughs> for this podcast. Donna Shout Edwards. Out to Huma. Uh, Donna Edwards, which I don't know if we ever did an update on air, but um, she ended up losing her primary campaign. But I'm very excited for us to check in with her in like six months to a year and find out what's up with her world domination plan. Oh my God, Marilyn, what fools you were not to elect her. But you know what? She's still going to dominate, so it feels good. (laughs) Um, We had Kara Swisher on, aka my fairy godmother. We had Maria Konnikova on, and her. I'm reading her book right now, and it is blowing my mind. And I believe the last guests that we had on here were Heaven and Tracy from Another Round. Oh my god, what a strong finish. I know. Two years, lots of friends, lots of lols. It's been quite an adventure. Oh my god, and like many, 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 all the love and everything to Gina Delvac, who makes this happen. I know like we do not like get to talk to Gina all that often, but like just goes without saying, like every name that we just read should have been like and Gina Delvac and Gina Delvac. <laughs> I know. Gina, I wish Gina were sitting in on this session. Gina, tell us what you think about two years of doing the show. Seriously, just have like a Gina interlude. We'll wait. I mean, how I feel about doing the show is really simple. It is a highlight of my late Thursday nights every week because I push everything to the deadline to get things done. And the greatest pleasure is just to hear you grow every week as a producer It's been really amazing to hear what sophisticated hosts you've become in these past two years. And that's, you know, a talent to be the talent. I don't think everybody knows that it's not as simple as just talking into a microphone sometimes. I certainly don't think so. And then I'd say most of all, it's, you know, sounds corny, but to have the pleasure of being in your earbuds on this run or in your car right now, wherever you're listening 
thank you for sharing your kind of personal intimate time with us too um okay boo boo um this this has been such a self-indulgent episode but you know what like it's fine it's our show i feel great okay wait now we're all over the internet because we've been doing this for two years at um callyourgirlfriend.com on twitter at callyrgf and on instagram at the same handle on facebook just search for it um and on email at callyrgf at gmail.com uh, you can subscribe to our banging newsletter, The Bleed, at callyourgirlfriend.com slash The Bleed. And this podcast is produced by Gina Delvac. See you on the internet, boo. See you on the internet. Here's to one million more years of podcasting. <laughs> we're just like podcasting while like crusty ancient women. Like I love it. <laughs> we're like 90 years old and we're like, this is the secret to our success. <laughs> and you know, I, you know, I already told you that reading and writing is over. 18 months tops. I know we're going to survive then, in the post words economy. <laughs> yeah. We're this, this is, this is it. It's like, get, join the, join the movement out. They're going to stop teaching the kids how to write. Like it's, it's over 18 months. Tops. Yeah. This is still early. Bored now. Just bored, bored right now i know don't (laughs) don't get left behind it'll be great